It's another exciting episode, like all of them. Of course, yes, actually, yes, uh, another exciting Chunky Peanut Butter episode. Today we have a guest with us. Welcome to the Chunky Peanut Butter Podcast. It's chunky, it's smooth, it's no longer just a spread you put on toast or bread, it's a podcast with your host, Heather, and your co-host, Ben. Welcome, everybody, to the Chunky Peanut Butter. I forgot what episode, but that's okay. That's what Ben is for. Right. Uh, I'm super duper. For. That's exactly one of the many things Ben is for. I'm very excited. Uh, so welcome, everyone. I am your host, Heather, and I do have your co-host, Ben, today. Woo. But Ben, woo! Yeah. what's happening today, Ben? It's another exciting episode, like all of them. Of course, yes. Actually, yes. Uh, another exciting Chunky Peanut Butter episode. Today we have a guest with us. Uh, the wonderful Max Buffard is going to be... I Now, I don't know if that's pronounced correctly, but he is going to be uh, with us today. And we're going to be asking him all kinds of really intensely personal questions in which we get into it really deep. That's amazing. Now, for those of you that don't know, Max is a Canadian superstar. I'm just going to say he is he's part of some of the really popular TV shows. I mean, I sound really cool, but I I live under a rock, so I don't watch that much TV. But I'm so interested to get in and learn more about him. And I have a surprise for you, Ben. Max is actually here already. He's right here. Oh, Welcome to the oh, podcast, fantastic. Max. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, so why don't you tell um, the audience, the listeners, a little bit about yourself? Well, like you said, you pronounced the name right. Uh, that's a good start. Um, bo- born and raised in Sudbury, Ontario. Um, been doing the uh, film stuff behind the camera for uh, about seven years now. And, uh, you know, with the odd background appearance on uh, a couple of different shows. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, you, you're downplaying it. It's actually really, really exciting. Ben and I met years ago doing improv and comedy. So... I feel that anybody that can be working in the industry is just like, you're killing it. You're doing amazing. And yeah, one cool. thing that I was really interested about you is that you work both in front of the camera and behind the camera. And what's that experience like when it comes to like, how do you find it? Which which do you prefer? Uh, to be totally honest, uh, I like, I'm a, I'm a grip, I'm a category grip in, in IATSE. And I have been um, in two locals now, uh, one in Toronto and one in Northern Ontario. Um, but I do, I do love the technician side of uh, being on the camera and, uh, you know, setting up stuff, building things, rigging stuff, camera support. It's, it's pretty neat. You get to see, and you get to see all the magic happen live in front of you, right? I think that's probably the coolest part. Now, don't get me wrong. The acting's great too. Um, but uh considering still quite green at it just kind of getting the feet wet very cool well so you mentioned that you you're acting you know you you uh, starred as jj frankie jj on shorzy 
And I, I was curious about that. Your character is like a, I guess the word would be Lothario. Like a, he, he's a guy that sort of is, is seen as a very desirable man throughout Quebec. <laughs> is yeah. that, has that influenced your personal life in any way? Have people started to like ascribe character areas of your character to you? Uh, no, not really. Uh, not yet. Anyways, um, right. best way to describe Frankie would be, you know, he's a big galoot that gets, uh, gets women uh it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird to to hear me say it out loud but um yeah you know uh in, in shorzy um it's very obvious that he's uh, a little bit distracted by uh <laughs> women and not quite uh, qu not quite there to play hockey because uh, like they say in the show somebody has an impossible amount of good-looking women mm -hmm. and um yeah <laughs> so that's something interesting because you played hockey as a kid growing up. So what's it like then playing a character where it's a lot like yourself, but also perhaps opposite? I mean, I'm sure you're super desirable, right? That's what the one thing I knew from your, your podcast with Ryan. I know I'm digging myself into a hole because I'm trying to like not say that you're not like your character on Shorezy. <laughs> but what's it like to be too, um, like very similar to who you are and then also very different? Do you have fun with it? Do you get to like live out maybe like teenage boy fantasies but you get paid to do it yeah 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 it's similar yeah i'd say you got, you're pretty accurate in, in the description there and you know um the more i do these podcasts and the more we talk about it the the comfier i seem to get with the whole idea behind it i think it's really interesting though you know people acting is not the same as like being yourself and so people sometimes do forget that uh you're not always like your character uh, and you had mentioned that you like to be behind the scenes more. Do you think that's where you'll end up going? Or would you like to pursue more acting, get better? You said you were green. Do you want to just get that experience under your belt and keep going? Or do you do you see a different avenue in your future? Um, well, I think I, it's something that I could get into. I mean, obviously, a, an acting class or two wouldn't hurt to have, uh, <laughs> to have in uh, my toolbox, <laughs> of course. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 pretty neat. It's a neat experience. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I can't can't deny it. We have a blast out there. Um, you know, uh, being able to work for uh, Jared uh, Kiso and the whole gang is uh, is quite spectacular. I actually started my film career, if you would, um, as a background in season one, episode two of Letterkenny, and from there. Nice. Um, we uh yeah kind of progressed and we've built the rapport and we've become good friends like jared and i talk uh almost daily um yeah wow, just an awesome. all around yeah just an all around great uh great person and great core people to be uh to be involved with very cool i to build on that a little bit like is it your character has sort of a unique challenge in that in a lot of scenes you're silent like you're you're in the scene you're interacting with other people but part of it is almost being still while these crazy characters around you are firing off these hilarious lines was it ever tough to maintain sort of that stoic character choice when all these uh, funny people are popping off oh yeah i'm sure our bloopers reel is quite long 
Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely hard to keep a, a stone cold face. Um, <laughs> when you're, when you're working with that group of people, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> you don't want to be the Jimmy <laughs> Fallon of the group. So uh, yeah. how much then is scripted versus how much is improvised? Or do you tend to follow a script and then sometimes just go with it? That's something I had wondered when I'd seen these shows because it's so natural. I mean, mind you, that's talent. Talent makes acting look natural. But yeah, how much is improvised versus scripted? Um, well, it's all scripted. Um, not much of it is improvised now. Um, there's always, you know, a, a couple little changes. Like if a word, you know, the, the, he has like a, the template and this is what he wants you to say, but you know, obviously the, the delivery can change based on the character and how you feel the character would portray those things. But for the most part, it's all scripted. The jokes are all written. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's 98% uh all jared's uh dreamworks and 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 his team and and everybody putting it all together well very cool and and that must be somewhat comforting for it to be on the page when you step into the scene sort of knowing that you kind of know going in how everything's going to work out um yeah it's shifting yeah. gears a little bit. Uh, I, recently, I just came back from uh, visiting my uh, wife's family in Sudbury. And uh, you yourself are from Sudbury, born and raised. Uh, my my favorite question to ask people from Sudbury is, what what's your favorite restaurant in Sudbury? Hmm. Hmm, that's tough. It's a tough call. There's a lot of great options. Yes, there are a lot of great options. It would depend on how, on how you're feeling, what you're craving that night. You know, Um, uh, Italian. You can't go wrong with the gusto. Yep. Um, There, you know, geez, uh, respect is burning. Is a great restaurant. Mm -hmm. There's, there's tons. Um, Let's let's get more specific. What about pizza? What's your pizza go to? To be honest, uh, pizza and I have a little bit of a love hate relationship. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> have to be in the mood <laughs> it's okay I have to be in the mood to get it um and when we do um yeah it's either degustos or toppers i mean you know toppers is a staple in Sudbury, of course absolutely yeah actually i uh i'm dating a fella from Sudbury. So you know him right we're all sauce yeah. uh and he him and i both do love pizza and we do love toppers and it's that it's the dipping sauce sometimes. I mean, this is a very specific need. The dipping sauce for, is great. for our listeners. Yeah, I, they sell it too. I mean, why don't more places sell that? I mean, this is the real important question of this episode of the podcast. I think <laughs> why don't more pizza places sell their dipping sauces in bulk? <laughs> I'm just looking for food recommendations, Heather. That's yeah, that, just... that's all we're doing. We're really interested to have you here, Max. But what we really want to know is Sudbury's (laughs) restaurants. Um, So one thing now I've done some like Ben and I have been on stage and I've done some behind the scenes work. And whenever I'm like acting, uh, I find it in my head, too. I'm also like I try not to direct because that's not your job. Uh, But sometimes I'm like looking at like, oh, what's that light doing? What's that set piece doing? Like what's going on here when you're on set as actor? Do you sometimes have that weird like? oh, I'm going to fix this piece of tape here or like I'm going to gif or gaff something. I'm just going to gaff it up. <laughs> well, because um, because like I said, I'm 
I'm a, I'm a union grip. Uh, you know, we, we try and keep our hands clean of uh, other department stuff. So you, nobody gets grieved or gets in trouble, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, um, it definitely changes your, changes your perspective being on set, uh, in front of the camera and watching, uh, you know, your friends and, and other, other brothers and sisters, uh, working around you to get the shot. It's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely something to see. It's so fascinating. I find, um, the people in front of the camera often get all the glory and credit of things because they're the one people see and it, it is sort of true i mean i'm an actress so i can say it uh so i think i'd love to hear some more about like the underground world the behind the scenes world of filming it's under you know i'm i'm making it more dramatic but obviously <laughs> yeah. so yeah what what's it like like how do you find it different in terms of relationships is everybody hanging out talking to each other is there like a a mean a mean snobby group like in a tv show <laughs> Um, sometimes 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 i mean uh you know uh generally the most drama is within the departments themselves um so you know uh, obviously um grips make fun of other grips that are on the same team and you know because uh, it's a lot of banter back and forth similar to, to sports even um but of course if you know you see something do something silly you call that person out and you know within within uh, the secrecy of your own radio channel of course you don't let other people know what you're thinking or what you're saying <laughs> yeah you don't gossip behind their back just tell them secretly on their own radio own radio station yeah yeah exactly well in that case what's like what's some big grip drama i, I never really know what that word is is it gri gri it's not grip is it yeah it's grip yeah oh good grips oh, good. where you were we're in charge of uh, like shaping, shifting uh, light sources. Uh, you know, we're in charge of uh, camera support, uh, any sort of rigging and safety. Uh, it all falls under us. And, Very cool. Uh, sort of looking on the flip side of Heather's question, what like what's the best experience you've had on? Oh, maybe it'd be even tougher, but uh, what's the best experience or some of the best experiences you've had as a grip? Oh, well, I've had the opportunity to work on a couple of big shows, um, which are always pretty cool to, to see on like Disney and, uh, you know, even in theater, I got to, I got to go to Winnipeg, uh, this would have been 2019 to do second unit stuff for nobody with Bob Odenkirk. And, oh, cool. uh, we got, yeah, it was the same, uh, uh, screenplay writer as, uh, John Wick. So the second unit stuff, we got to do a lot of, you know, uh, shootouts and cool car chases and, uh, explosions and flipping cars and crashing buses. And yeah, it's it pretty neat, pretty cool shit to see, uh, to see, um, in person behind the scenes. That's right. So like that works out. I've never having been in that experience. You, your job is to make sure that everything's where it needs to be. And then you just get to like, you're there hanging out, getting to watch things get filmed. Yeah, like yeah, more or less. You know, like it's it's usually a big, it's usually a big setup. You know, everybody goes through it, uh, big rehearsals, stunt rehearsals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then from there, you know, you light the scene, like like the old saying goes, you know, lights, camera, then action. Uh, I think it's really exciting that you are also doing. Do you find there's a lot of practical effects? I think in John Wick, a lot of them were practical, and I like this trend i guess if i can say it where things are sort of coming back to 
people trying to actually blow a car up as opposed to just CGIing a car blowing up? Or what are your thoughts on that, Max and Ben? I mean, I mean, practical effects uh, always over the uh, VFX for for me personally. You can't, you can't, uh, you know. Although, uh, you know, not not uh, not shitting on any of my VFX friends, but uh, they all do fantastic work, and and it, you know, to to most people, you couldn't tell a difference. But obviously, um, not looking at the TV and seeing it happen. Um, <laughs> you can, you can appreciate the practical effects a little bit more than the, the green screen VFX. I always thought as an actor, it would be an interesting challenge. I did a lot of like theater and live stuff and sketch. So there's no budget for yeah. anything. So I guess green screen would have been what I will do in the future, but yeah, I, it always seems really challenging to try to not be in the actual zone or the moment. Like if you think of like a movie, like Avengers and stuff like that, you know, they film majority of it in a giant blue room uh yeah i don't know how um you know uh, if i was standing in my actor's shoes i don't know how um easy it would be to get into character when you're um just in a giant green or blue space well and just on that same thing you know they have that she hulk show on disney plus recently and i saw an yeah. image that of like the two actors uh, sitting across from each other, Mark Ruffalo and the gal that plays She-Hulk, and Mark Ruffalo has to sit on like a little crate, and he's basically just dressed in like a special suit with sensors yeah, all over with the him. Dots, so yeah. They, yeah, with the dots and whatnot, so they can so they can map him. But that you know how distracting must that be? And then I find there's this added awesomeness to older movies where you know they didn't have cgi available to them because in your mind like they had to do that they had to figure yeah. out like car yeah. car crashes are or car crashes car chases are a great example from old movies where oh, absolutely there was no out no they just did it yeah they just did it i actually had i i speaking of practicals i just had the the absolute pleasure of sitting down with my girlfriend and having her watch gremlins for the first time oh my god yes oh it was it was so beautiful to be able to sit there and watch her just take it all in you know with the mom in the kitchen she was just losing her mind she throws the thing in the microwave in the blender it's just oh, it's man. just yeah just different tv different era it was just beautiful to be able to see and just watch her face light up all the practicals i love that stuff Oh yeah, oh that the stuff they did with like air bladders so that they show the 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 gremlins coming out of their yeah. cocoons and yeah. you just it looks like just otherworldly and so Absolutely. creepy. Absolutely. I actually had uh the last two summers now I just did the new seasons of Chucky season 1 and season 2 oh, cool. and um the puppeteers to move it's a six-man team to move that doll around Whoa. and yeah and it's all robotics um you know it's the same doll from the from the original from the original movies back in the 80s same creator don mancini uh is still at the helm it's his, you know it's his baby they still they're still using the same robots obviously they upgrade as the uh as the years progress but uh yeah it's a six-man team to move that doll around and it's, it's pretty cool to see it happen that's so pretty so... awesome. They've been doing that for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. amazing. And also amazingly creepy. 
it's scarier yeah. now that I know it's <laughs> yeah. a real. Yeah, that, ad, that real adds to the creepiness for it's sure. Like, totally, yeah. it's coming to life. Uh, you guys were talking about that. Oddly enough, I was just thinking of Jackie Chan the other day, and I was wondering if when he was going to come back, not if, when, because the younger, the kids today are getting, like, they're bringing it all back, and practical effects are coming back. And yeah, I guess we're talking a lot about the effects as well, but I guess it, the stunt people are also a part of that in terms of like just what people did before so yeah your th everyone's thoughts on jackie chan should we bring him back well i mean i i would love you know i would love to see him back rumble in the bronx is one of my favorite movies by him um you know uh, he did half that movie with a broken leg and a cast with a with a sleeve over his shoe to make it look like he had two working feet <laughs> um they you know <laughs> it's 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 crazy i don't know if i don't know if insurance companies would allow all that stuff to happen nowadays but um yeah it would definitely be i you know would definitely love to see it even though he's uh he's getting up there in age now oh yeah i mean he I, could I, still I, do i it. would say like oh i'm sure he oh, could of course yeah i'm sure he could yeah, well, and some of his stuff, like he, he, talking about the blooper reel earlier from, like, I'm sure Shorzy's is good. It, it can't compare to the minute or two minutes you'd see after every Jackie Chan movie where they would show all the different ways, like, that he, that the stunts went wrong or that the choreo yeah. went wrong. And just wild, like, you see him take spills that. Like it, it, the type of stuff that took Johnny Knoxville out in the last yeah. movie, like yeah. would take, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like he's yeah. just taking them all day. Yeah. yeah, maybe that, maybe that's the training then as well, though, because I, I feel yeah. like Jackass oh, sure. is is uh, more of like we're probably gonna <laughs> hurt ourselves, and that's why you sick people want. But then Jackie Chan was like, nobody <laughs> wants Jackie to get hurt. I do no. think um, I recently saw Super Dave Osborne on oh, the tv i don't know yes. if it was new ones or old ones i have seen um, the old. actor but that again i think should should be a thing super dave did, mm -hmm. did they have him in yeah he was in sudbury i believe so in the yeah, it might just be a little Canada. bit we might be aging ourselves here uh yeah, you definitely are you know yeah uh yeah. super no. dave is more like an 80s early 90s yeah, thing um, he, yeah, he I'm, just kinda, I'm born born in the early '90s. So. Yeah, he misses he misses <laughs> the Super Dave. I miss, he, he's not I miss that. Yeah, if you <laughs> no, ever get a what? chance, and it is on Adult Swim, uh, if you got a streaming service there, they've got all the Super Dave Osborns in there, and it's got Bob Einstein in it, and uh, it's just a great Canadian right. uh, TV it show. Out. It's worth yeah. it's worth it, and I'm I'm sure there's about five seasons of it, and uh, just great. Really funny yeah. set up to just a crazy practical stunt. And I don't want to say anything more because you haven't seen it. That's hey. great. I think you're gonna like it. That may be the best thing you heard. That may be the best thing you take away from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So uh, so you're also, I believe you're on your way to set right now. Isn't that cool, Ben? Oh, you could. Uh, yeah, that's uh, absolutely. Okay. What, that, like, I always thought you'd be like, yeah, that's I, cool. Is it something? Uh, I assume. No, it is very cool. Uh, you probably yeah, can't I'll be leaving in, I'll be leaving here in the next uh, half hour. Oh, uh, uh, So what, what details can you give us? Or like, are you nervous? Are you doing front of house or back of house? 
Oh, I'm gripping on this one as well. It's uh, it's for Disney. Very cool. Like, would that be on location, or would you be in like a set that looks like the the set from the show? Like, um, we are mostly in studio. They have the uh, the mansion built now, and they've they've had it built for quite a few seasons. Um, the front of the studio lot actually has the exterior mansion that we do a lot of shooting at and um yeah but most of it all the interior stuff that you see is uh, i'd say probably both 85 90 percent of it's done in studio one of my favorite things actually doing theater was the sets when they would get really done up do you just feel like you're always going to like disney world when you go to work like do you do you have a hand in the set <laughs> a little bit or is it just like I imagine you get into the zone. So like, like what's that like getting to see all these cool places that aren't real? Uh, it's pretty neat. Um, I'll refer back to Chucky because it's already out so I can talk about it. Um, uh, we were, I was uh, the assistant key rigging grip um, for seasons one and two, like I said, and uh, we had built two 6,000 square foot mansions inside of a studio. Um which is pretty neat to see like the, the, the big, the big houses that the kid lives in. Um, all that stuff was all done in studio you know, here in Toronto. So the, the carps, carps are busy building these big, uh, fake houses, you know, uh, real hardwood, real paint, uh, real drywallers. Um, but obviously we don't build, uh, we don't build it the, the same to, uh, like house code. Because uh, the amount of uh, waste that you would get from two by fours and sheets of plywood would just be astronomical. <laughs> it's just wild. I, I guess they they save on the insulation. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. A lot of a lot of one by threes um, instead of two by fours. Uh, you know, eight inch plywood versus uh, three quarter, and then gotcha. uh, a lot of mudding and a lot of painting. And you know, it's not perfect, but it looks perfect on camera and that's uh, that's all that matters <laughs> <laughs> i used to do um set design for like community theater so the budget was nothing but i used to say like it only has to stand for three weeks <laughs> safely uh <laughs> no there was an insurance but yeah it's so interesting because from one angle it'll look amazing and then the back is just like a mess uh yeah i, did, I filmed a commercial and they made an elevator and it looked like an elevator, but it was like a pull apart elevator. Are there any really cool like tricks that when you see and you're like, oh, that's like, that's a cool way to get a camera angle or like any cool stories about that, that you were like, wow, this is really cool. Oh yeah. Tons. Um, you know, uh, working as a grip, the director of photography will kind of be like, all right, I need a camera. I need a camera to do this. You know, what do you have? What can you build? What can you, what can you do for me? Uh, I remember doing a, a smaller uh, non-union show with my good buddy Craig. And uh, we had an elevator shot where we had to rig a camera on some cables to show the camera going down the elevator, you know, coming back up. There's, oh yeah, I've, I've rigged cameras to side-by-sides for chasing shots. Jeez. Uh, um, all sorts of stuff, really. All sorts <laughs> Oh, man, that is so neat. Um, and it's it's wild to think that so they there's two mansions sitting. They built why would they build two copies of the the Chucky house? 
Oh, they weren't copies. They were two totally different houses. Oh my god. Okay. That okay, that makes sense. Okay. That's yeah. that, so they have two fully <laughs> that's wild. Uh oh, yeah. that's movie magic, right? Like you Absolutely. I mean uh, the the floors were like custom maple. They were <laughs> talk to the construction coordinator, they cost like fifty grand. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The amount of money. Like they like it cost it cost uh, Marvel or Disney a, a billion dollars to do the last two Avenger movies when it was like Infinity War and Endgame. Because they've got hardwood floors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that reminds me. Uh, sorry, it reminds me of the um, was it Gone with the Wind, where she had like the real French lace in her petticoat. Now I'm really dating myself, but everybody was like, "Why does she need the real lace in her costume?" And like nobody's gonna know. And they were like, but she'll know. The actress will but know. she'll know, so yeah. Maybe that's that's part of it? Or, I mean, I'm imagining you're not yeah, actually I mean, using the sound. Well, I mean, you can't really fake authenticity to an extent, right? I mean, look at uh, Kurt Russell when he uh, smashed that guitar in uh, <laughs> uh, The Hateful Eight. <laughs> that was a 150-year-old original uh, guitar. I forget who it was made by, but it was uh, uh, priceless. <laughs> Oh, wow. The things people will do for art. But I imagine it would, like, as a performer, it would make a huge difference when you really get lost in it. And I, I yeah. personally do feel, yeah, the more you have tangible that's around you, you are you get to the point where you're, like, just so into it and the world is yeah. real. It's really Yeah, fun. totally submersed. Yeah, totally submersed. You're right. That's amazing. Now, I see that we've kept you for a goodly amount of time, but we're not going to leave just yet. Is there anything that you are working on at the moment that you can talk about? I mean, you, everyone can follow you around on social media and I'm sure people are going to see the shows. Are there any burning questions in your heart, Ben? For Max specifically, mm. or in general, you can ask anything here. Oh, oh, sure. One question as a fan of the show Shorzy at the end of the season, it's up in the air what's going on with your character. JJ Frankie JJ has gone back to Quebec, but the the Sudbury Bulldogs have made the playoffs. Uh, is there a chance that we're going to be seeing Frankie back in season two? Can't say anything about it, but uh, I would uh, I would definitely say it's a uh, we don't we, to, we don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Very interesting. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Max, to to geek out with us. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. About the front, about the front and back. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest way to bring, of saying it. <laughs> I have to bring it back. I was thinking in our work. previous episode, uh, if you could do something for us, Max, because you are a huge Canadian celebrity. Uh, we talked about the breezeway. Speaking of front and back. It's just I'm going to end it on classy, classy chalk. So this is a term that we can just bring into general circulation. Uh, the breezeway is from your belly button down around to the tippy top of your crack. Yeah, that's what you're <laughs> going to take away from this podcast. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> we're we're advocating, Ben. We're going to be trending yeah, with way. this new expression. And then we'll, when it goes, we'll just keep building in more. The so breeze you, Max, you're yep. yeah, you're at the forefront of this. And when you say it, got it, obviously you're a talented actor, so just pretend it's normal. Yeah, you gotta okay. take care of the breezeway. You guys keep saying I'm a big Canadian celebrity, and uh to me I'm just a guy. <laughs>
Be and, a better Canadian celebrity with a statement like that, Max. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's very Canadian. That's exactly what every Canadian says, because we're so polite and so nice. Um, so Max, you're on Instagram. Are you on yeah. anything else? You're on the TV. See, that's why. Yeah, I'm on, yeah, on the TV, but no, just on Instagram and uh, nothing else. That's fantastic. And you're, I'll link your handle down below. But thank Perfect. you so much for coming to hang out with us. Hey, it was a great time. I'm sure we'll see each other again. Ben, do you just want to say thank you to our listeners? Yes. Thank you to our listeners. Yes. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> we will see you next Sunday.